podcast. I'm Crystal, and I'm here with Alma, and we love to have real, honest, and raw conversations about life and everything that goes with it. And just like in any good friendship, nothing is off limits. So Alma, last time we were talking about having grace for yourself. Yes. And then we were kind of talking about how that relates to boundaries. Yeah. So we thought that maybe boundaries would be a great topic for this week. I think it is. I think that in our culture, boundaries have been looked at as selfish. Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, There's such a negative connotation to boundaries. Yeah. You're seen as being disrespectful to the other people when you're having to set boundaries for people. Yeah. I think that especially for people our age, it's more easily portrayed as a negative thing. Yeah. Because you're seen as being disrespectful to your elders or being, yeah, like you said earlier, being selfish. I feel like there's a lot of words that you could use to describe it. Yeah. They're just all escaping me at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think that when you grow up in a culture like this, there's a lot of emphasis on respecting your parents and your grandparents even and taking a lot of their advice, which, I mean, isn't always a bad thing. Right. Not saying it's bad to respect your elders, but I think when it's placed in such a high importance that you can't say no. Mm-hmm. There's still, there still has to be a boundary. You have to be able to live your own life. I don't know. I feel like I'm not making much sense there, but yeah. you no, can, no, kind of know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, like the value shouldn't be placed on that versus yourself. And your relationship with that person shouldn't be affected if you place boundaries because you want to be treated a certain way or you don't want to be treated a certain way. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, not only just parents, but friends around us, you know, we we want to be kind to everyone. But we also, yeah. it's important not to let yourself get walked all over. Yeah, that's even, I think it even can apply to employers and coworkers yes. and churches. I mean, honestly... I think it can apply to basically every scenario where you're having an interaction with another person. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's funny, like, as we're talking about this, I'm like, I know that this is boundaries are good. Boundaries are healthy. They're important. They are so important when it comes to talking about, you know, toxic people or like, you know, things that are generational and just like, there's so many things that they're important with, but at the same time, I'm realizing how much it's still ingrained in me to feel selfish when I say things like, put yourself first. Yeah. Oh, of course. And, and as we're talking, I'm thinking of like, oh my goodness, people are going to think that we're mean (laughs) or, yeah. Or then we're selfish, like you just said, yeah. and that's not what we're trying to say at all. No. Um, so yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, and I think that just goes to show that we have to be constantly growing and learning more. There's mm-hmm. never a point that you reach that you're like, okay, I've got it figured out, Yeah. no matter how long you've been working on setting boundaries. Yeah. I mean, I haven't always 
been great and even now still struggle. You know, yeah. in certain areas, I feel like I've gotten a lot better at setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. There's certain areas that I feel like, okay, I've got it. I've got that. I've got my boundaries in that aspect of my life. But then in other areas, you know, I still struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely let myself get walked all over by employers in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to, or it was for me, it was easy to say, you know, if someone is, can you cover this shift? Can you do this? Um, yeah. Sure. I don't want to say no, you know. And oh, yeah. So I have definitely struggled with that aspect in the past. Me too. I've definitely had situations where I worked for less than what I should have. Yeah, that's another and thing. And I definitely deserved more. I worked at a capacity that was higher than what my title was. Yeah. And that was a boundary that I never set. I never said, hey, like, I'm deserving of more in pay, and I deserve, you know, the title that goes along with what I'm doing. And just doing all of those things for for the employers when it wasn't part of my job description and I actually wasn't being paid enough to actually take care of all those things, um, you know, and that wasn't, that wasn't a healthy boundary. It wasn't a healthy, I enjoyed working there. I really did. Yeah. But it wasn't a healthy workplace for me mentally and emotionally because of the stress that it had on me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that goes to show that, you know, if we let people, they will take advantage of our time. Mm -hmm. They will take advantage of our willingness to help and our, um, our, if we love doing what we're doing. And so that's why it's so important to stand up for yourself and to set mm-hmm. that boundary for yourself because who else is going to set that boundary for you? Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes too, something we have to realize too, I think is that sometimes other people don't realize that they're taking advantage Yes, and they don't realize that it's stressing you out or that like I am sure if my employer had realized that I felt taken advantage of or, you know, uh, how stressed out I was that I felt overworked and undervalued. Like, I don't think that my employers would have been like, oh, well, you just have to put up with that. I think they would have been like, well, let's see what resolution we can come to. Yeah. But I just never stood up for myself and said, hey, this is like, you know, my boundary and we've reached that threshold. Yeah. I think... Everything you just said is so true and important, too, because I agree with you. It's not that people do it on purpose. Like, oh, she's Mm -hmm. not standing up for herself. I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity to pay her less than she really deserves. And, I mean, that being said, there are some bad apples out there. Yes, of course. (laughs) Always. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Um, Bad apples. (laughs) Well, they're bad. <laughs> um, but there, there are. Like, I mean, yeah, we always want to see the good in everybody. Mm-hmm. But the reality is there are some people who are out there to take advantage yeah. of people. But I guess it's just, I just want to make a point to say, like, never assume that everyone is always trying to take advantage of you. But also never assume that everyone is trying to not take advantage of you. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's imp- it's important for you to stand up for yourself when mm-hmm. people don't realize they're 
taking advantage yes. of you, but it's like even more important when people are unpurposely taking advantage yes. of you. And when you stand up for yourself, when people don't realize that they're taking advantage of you, it's actually like a good training yeah. and practice for standing up for yourself when people do realize they're taking advantage of you because the reality is is that's going to be a little bit of a harder battle to fight because the other person is kind of more like an opposing like and it sounds terrible to say it in like you know like the enemy and the opposing and battle <laughs> and all that but like i mean like that's just kind of the reality of it sometimes is yeah. that it's yeah yeah, and also, when you stand up for yourself when someone doesn't realize they're taking advantage of you, it's also like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing that for that person, you know? Yeah. So it can also affect that and change for people who are working, like, in an employer situation. Yes. You can affect change for the people who are working with you currently mm-hmm. and the people who will work for these people in the future. And effectively kind of breaking a cycle. Yeah, for sure. And I really wish we could say that the workplace is the only place where you will encounter this. Yeah. But like we said earlier, it's not. Sometimes you encounter it in friendships. Sometimes it's in family relationships with siblings, parents, or other relatives. Um, And sometimes it's in churches. And having boundaries is really such a healthy thing. And... I know we keep repeating this, but it really is not a selfish thing. Yeah. Yeah. Standing up for yourself, protecting your family. Yeah. Is not a selfish thing. Yeah. Because if you think about it, when you're protecting yourself, like for me, when I stand up for myself and I protect myself, I'm not just protecting me. I'm protecting my kids. Yeah. I'm protecting what I'm passing down to my kids. And so even if you don't have you know, a spouse or kids or whatever is still important to stand up for yourself because what if someday you do have kids? You still have to think about like how that's going to impact them in the future. Yeah. And how much we pass everything down. Yeah. Um, This makes me think of something somebody told me and that is that it takes five generations to break a cycle. To break off trauma and to have lasting change. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Five generations. That is really crazy. So when we decide, you know, hey, the buck stops here and put that boundary in place, you're making it easier for the next four generations after you. Yeah. That's like massive impact. Yeah, that is massive impact. One simple example I can think of is if your dad was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. I'm not an alcoholic anymore. Yeah, that's breaking that and changing the chorus for the generations that come after you. Yeah, which is amazing. It is. It really is. Yeah, I mean, so much can change in a single generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you are capable of giving your children a totally different childhood than you experienced. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's true for everyone. Yeah. Um, everyone is capable of that. And and you're capable, even if you, at any point in your life, you are capable of looking at a behavior and saying no. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want this for my future anymore, whether you have kids or not. Mm-hmm. If you were raised a certain way um, and you decide that that's not a good, it's not serving you anymore, that habit that you have is not working anymore, it's not helping you get ahead in life, you are capable at any point to say, I'm putting that boundary up mm-hmm. and I'm not doing that in my life anymore. Yeah. Because you can have boundaries within yourself, which is, I think that's what you're talking about, yes, right? Yes, I am. Like, having those boundaries within yourself of, like, recognizing, oh, I am here at this place, and we're not going to go over there anymore. And so we're, like, dialing it back and saying, nope, not that path. Yeah, I think one really simple example of this is one person that I really enjoy following on social media was telling a story of how she changed Um, a certain behavior in her life and that was um messiness which I thought was when she first said it I was like okay Mm -hmm. and then she said that growing up her the home she lived in growing up was always a disaster Mm -hmm. and like her um her family maybe like hoarded things and nothing was organized and her she owned way too many things and there was no places for the things and she would dig for to find clean clothes you know like different things Mm -hmm. like that and so when she got married one day she realized i guess other people don't live like this Mm -hmm. and so she said she realized she recognized the behavior and she said okay no i don't want to live like this anymore and she started buying books about organization and it's totally changed her life and she now like won't buy anything unless she knows there's a purpose to having it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or it, we're allowed to buy things that make us happy too. But yeah, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and so she's not hoarding anymore, and now she's like one of the most organized people I follow. Mm-hmm. And um, she was telling that all this because she was pregnant, and she was like showing how she had organized her baby's nursery and everything. People were like how do you know how to organize this well? And she told the whole story. And I thought that was really interesting because that's just one simple thing like messiness. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not alcoholism or, you know, anything like that. Um, But it's just making a really good point that we are capable at any time of changing our lives. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. It's such a simple point, but it can be, it can have such massive change. Yeah, that's a boundary with yourself. Mm -hmm. And then think about if you place a boundary with people around you, Mm -hmm. you're not letting yourself get walked over anymore. Imagine the mental effect of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, if you have a person in your life who is a toxic person, putting boundaries in place is just one of the most mentally and emotionally freeing things that you can do. It just frees up all of that mental energy that you were using up, you know, thinking about that situation or whatever it was that was going on. It can just really free you up from that. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. We give so much mental energy to our relationships in general. Mm -hmm. And so when there's a stressful relationship, it takes up a lot of mental energy. Yeah. And I think that's probably something we can all identify with. I think that most people at this point in life have had at least one such relationship or person or, you know, however you want to frame it, come into their lives. Yeah. This makes me think of, I've had experiences in the past where 
I have been in a very stressful situation mm-hmm. and I haven't stood up for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to look back at that for a long time. I looked back at this one in one particular situation. Um, and I used to kind of just really, I would feel so sad whenever I thought of it and just mm-hmm. kind of beat myself up a lot, maybe even sh- some shame that I didn't stand up for myself, that I wasn't strong enough to stand up for myself. And it was important for me to embrace that it's okay that I didn't stand up for myself. Current me knows a whole lot more than mm-hmm. that me knew, mm-hmm. but that me and the things that the younger me went through was mm-hmm. necessary for the current me to exist. And I think it's important that when we don't set boundaries that we we learn from our mistakes, obviously, and I think mm-hmm. that that teaches us how to set boundaries going forward. I think it also opens our eyes to what situations we need to set boundaries in because yeah, it teaches sure. us. Yeah, it, it shows us what situations stress us out like that mm-hmm. and cause that problem in our lives. But I think it's important to look at it and say, it's okay if I wasn't able to set boundaries right then. And so tying it back, having grace for yourself. When you haven't set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we do what we know. Yeah. So you can look back and you can have grace for yourself because you can remind yourself, like, I didn't know better. I didn't know how to set boundaries. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. But the me now knows how to set boundaries and knows how to do that. And so we're going to do better going forward. And you set a boundary for yourself and you say, from now on, I'm setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. You set a boundary to set boundaries. Exactly. And that doesn't mean it's not okay if you, you know, have a moment where you're just like, I can't set this boundary right now, or you forget. And if you don't feel strong enough, like, it's okay. You're still learning. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm still learning too. Like, there are times when I'm like, I know that I should set a boundary here. But also knowing that sometimes setting a boundary can actually, you know, in the short term, cause more fallout, I guess you could say. Like, there's more to deal with in the immediate. Yeah. And so sometimes it's like, oh, I'm taking the easy way out and I'm not enforcing this boundary right now. Yeah. I can totally understand that. But then you have to have grace for yourself with that. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to know that you're still taking steps forward. Yeah, you kind of have that long-term goal in mind. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes all those little baby steps that you take can add up to being some really big ones. Absolutely. And that's impact. Yeah, on the future generations. Yes, exactly. I think that another aspect to consider is when we place a boundary with another person in our lives and we're not allowing them to affect a certain aspect of our life in a way that they shouldn't be allowed to. Mm-hmm. I, obviously that changes their life too. They're having to examine why did this person set this boundary? You know, that's why, mm-hmm. that's why when you said that about that short term, it causes more disruption or mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's true because they're going to push back to that boundary being placed on them. Mm-hmm. Because if they're if they're treating you 
badly if they've been walking all over you and being involved in an aspect of your life that they shouldn't be involved in, they're used to that behavior. Mm -hmm. And probably no one has pushed back before. And if they have, they've been ignored. And so if you place that boundary and you stick to it, there is going to be pushback. Yeah, there is. And that's, that's really hard. It's hard to deal with that pushback in especially when you're dealing with all these other things that are going on in life and you've got, you know, a job or a family or honestly, like whatever you're dealing with, you have other things going on too. And when you're dealing with pushback, especially when it's from someone that you love, that's, that's really difficult. It is. So I think part of, um, knowing when to set boundaries is knowing how to recognize toxic behavior Mm -hmm. and knowing when to recognize that someone's involvement in your life has become toxic. Mm -hmm. And also I think valuing yourself. Yes. I think that's that's something, man, honestly, as I'm thinking about it, I think that's probably the very first step of setting boundaries because if you don't see yourself as valuable and worthy, then how do you deem yourself worthy of boundaries and valuable enough to be protected by boundaries? Yes. If you're not viewing yourself as being worthy of being treated well, mm-hmm. then how would you recognize even when you're being treated badly? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I think that's... That's honestly, that's probably why a lot of us get started out in, you know, accepting some of those treatments and like letting them go on as long as we do is because we don't see ourselves as worthy of being treated better. Yeah. And so when we come to that realization and we start setting the boundaries, man, that's, that's something difficult to work through. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I'm reminded of the things that we've talked about in our previous episodes about telling ourselves um, when we talked about stopping the bad self-talk and Mm -hmm. recognizing the thoughts and then saying, no, Mm -hmm. I am not stupid. No, I am beautiful. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's tying it together in my mind to think of it that you have to stop the negative self-talk. You have to stop devaluing yourself. And in essence, just like we were saying earlier, that's setting a boundary with yourself. So, yeah, this as we're talking, I'm kind of realizing you kind of have to really set those boundaries before you set them with other people. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, if you are constantly bashing yourself, mm-hmm. then it's not going to matter how many boundaries you set with other people. Yeah. Because... The bashing is still happening. The negative self-talk is still happening. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, man, my first tip to anyone listening would be, if you're having a hard time setting boundaries, stop and ask yourself, do I value myself? Yeah. Do I see myself as worthy of being protected by boundaries? Yeah. And if you don't, then it's time to up your positive self-talk and game and tell yourself, like, go to the mirror, look in the mirror, and tell yourself, you are worthy. Mm -hmm. You are valuable. You are worthy. You are valuable. You are worthy. You are valuable. 
and your your time is valuable. What yes. you do is valuable. What you yes. contribute is valuable. Your opinions are valid. Your feelings are valid. Yeah. yeah. And if you are constantly telling yourself that and you start to believe that we are our minds, we are our selves. Now, this doesn't make much sense, but if we're not going to listen to our own selves, mm-hmm. then who are we going to listen to? Yeah. So... If you start listening to yourself and you start believing yourself, mm-hmm. then you can stand up to other people who may be devaluing you and you can say, you know what? I am worth it. Yeah. Um, and I am worth being treated better. Yeah. Cause it's, it's about, it's about changing that inner monologue that we've talked about before that's going on in your head and changing those thought patterns. Yeah. That's what it's about. Those are yeah. your first steps. Mm-hmm. And that's how it, I feel like that's a very good example of how it manifests Mm -hmm. into your life. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So then what is the next step? If you value yourself, you know you have worth. If you're setting boundaries within yourself, what's next? I think recognizing where your boundaries are being crossed by other people. Mm -hmm. Yes. If there's someone in your life who is constantly devaluing you and overstepping your boundaries Mm -hmm. that you set with yourself now, Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty good way to realize, okay, I I need to set a boundary with this person. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not always that obvious. It's not like we are constantly, I mean, some people are, some people do bully other people, Mm -hmm. but most of the time it's not quite that obvious. Yeah. It's, it's that you're around this person and you just don't feel really good when you leave. Yeah. You didn't feel the greatest after your conversation. You're feeling anxious. You're kind of dreading the next time you're going to have to interact with them. Yeah. Um, I, that's funny that you said that because I was going to say if you are... Okay, let's use the example of you're going to the coffee shop to meet up with a friend. And on the way there, you find yourself kind of dreading it. Because you know that when you leave, you know how you're going to feel. Yeah. That is a good indication that your friend, even though you love your friend dearly, they may be toxic. Because when you leave, you're not feeling good about yourself. You're feeling down on yourself and you're probably, you know, berating yourself for things you did or didn't do. Like, those are all things that happen when there's boundaries that need to be set. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's not always that that person's toxic as much as that boundaries are being crossed, whether they mm-hmm. realize it or not. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, And you just have to remember that you are capable and able to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's really hard with close friends. Mm-hmm. family like we've said um yeah i think i think the closer the person is to you the harder it is to set boundaries yeah and i i think part of that is because we see their heart mm-hmm. and we we care about them deeply yeah the more deeply you care about a person the harder it is to put boundaries in place i think that's why you know another tip i guess um would be you might have someone who in your life who's crossing your boundaries in a big way. Mm-hmm. But if you're new to setting boundaries, 
my advice would be don't start with that person. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. Start with the small fish. Yeah. Don't go after the whale, you know? Yeah. Um, Start out with somebody or start out with an area where your boundaries are being crossed in a smaller way. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's one of the greatest things. If you're going to start setting boundaries, start small. Yeah. And once you've set those small boundaries and you've been successful Mm -hmm. and you see that you're feeling better in those areas, you're going to have way more confidence and you're going to be way more motivated, honestly, Mm -hmm. to set the bigger boundaries because you have seen Mm -hmm. that it worked. Yeah. Even if it was difficult, it worked. And you can see that it's going to affect your life in a really great way. Yeah. And that makes those bigger boundaries easier to set because you've been setting small ones, climbing up the ladder, and it just makes it so much more or less difficult because you've been your worth and how you look at yourself is stronger. Your ability to say no is stronger. Yeah. And that's that's also a big one in our culture, I feel like, just even the word no. Oh, yeah. Like, if you say no to, man, there's so many things. There's a multitude of things that if you say no, it's like, mm, she never wants to help anybody out. Yeah. She's selfish. Yeah. We have to be aware of our own burnout. Yes. Yeah, burnout is a big thing. Mm-hmm. I know that's something I've done a lot in the past where I was like, well, these people are relying on me. I can't let them down. They need me to be there every week. And I'm exhausted, but I have to keep going because they're depending on me. Yeah. And letting myself get burnt out because I was putting the needs of others before myself. And I'm not saying it's bad to put other people before you. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Like, it's okay to put others' needs first at times. And it's okay to, you know, to sacrifice of yourself in in ways. Yeah. Does that make sense? For other people. Yeah. 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 And that that's okay. But I think what we're talking about isn't that. We're talking about when it's a repeated thing. Yeah. And it becomes to where you are burnt out and you're carrying the weight of that mentally and emotionally and, and it's physically just, yeah physically it's just weighing you down that's what we're talking about yeah because you are way less help to someone when you're burnt mm-hmm. out yeah and honestly when you're setting boundaries and like that gets you when you set boundaries that gets you to a healthier place Mm-hmm. And when you're in a healthier place, you're actually more help to people than you were not setting boundaries and trying to do everything. Exactly. Ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. It's been proven over and over. Yeah. I think this is something that we've both seen a lot in our own lives. And I- in the people around us' lives. Yeah. I really hate to see it happening to people and yeah, I think that we see it a lot in our culture where people can't say no. People are mm-hmm. I mean, Amish people 
are kind of known for their helpfulness. Yeah. And growing up in such a conservative culture, Mm -hmm. we want to be seen as helpful. We want to be seen as kind. And that's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, We Obviously, we want to be kind to people. Yeah. But if it's at the expense of you or your family, it's not worth it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That's the thing. It's like... Or one of the things, because there's so many things when it comes to boundaries. But really, you have to ask yourself, like, am I doing this because I genuinely want to help people? Or am I doing it because I feel like I'm supposed to? Yeah. And that's, you know, another question to ask yourself. Yeah. and what are my motives? Yes. And I think you brought up a really good point. Helping people isn't always going to feel good. Yeah. Like, we're not always going to be, like, dying to go help someone move. Mm-hmm. So it's not that. It's not that we always need to do what we want to do. Because mm-hmm. I think we, we as humans, do have to do hard things sometimes. Yeah, and, and think, we do have to do things we don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. So I think sometimes, um, like in the past, I've gotten a little stuck with, well, so I say no to all the things that I want to do. Or, sorry, that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Helping people isn't always going to look super fun. Mm-hmm. But we do it because we love them and we do want to help people. And that's okay. Yeah. If you're not super enjoying yourself helping someone move, which, okay, Crystal and I love helping people move. Yeah, full we, disclosure. We love organizing, so we should use a different example. Um, <laughs> I know. I was wondering why we're using helping people move. Because I'm sitting here thinking of the last time we helped someone move. And I'm like, listen, that was a blast. I would do it again. Well, not tomorrow because I'm busy. But, like, you know. <laughs> we get to organize a, a whole cabinet. Yes. Like, please, if you're moving and you want someone to come, like, organize things for you, I'm down. I'm the girl. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking of, like, Guys having to move large furniture. Like, right. I don't know. Now, full disclosure, I hate to clean. So if you're, like, looking for someone to clean your house, <laughs> that would be the thing that I'd be like, oh, that's not fun. <laughs> I would rather help you move than help you clean your house. Yeah, I like cleaning. You do like cleaning. I love cleaning. So what would be a good example for you? I don't know. Making food for, like, a bake sale? Okay, okay. I'm not a, not a great baker, okay. so... Maybe that's a good example. So if me. I have a bake sale, I should ask somebody else. <laughs> you know I'll bake anything for you. Okay. Okay. Aw. You're so sweet. But, okay, but, but Alma, you need to have boundaries, though. Okay? <laughs> Don't let me take advantage of you just because I know you'll bake something for me. Okay? you got to say no, Crystal. I am not going to bake something for you. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I, that's another example where you might always... Might not always feel great. Right. But in the end, if I know that the bake sale is going to be raising money for... A good cause, yeah. Yeah, the children at St. Jude, I will be baking (laughs) 500 cookies, you know. 500? (laughs) Wow. Okay, apparently we're this having a big sale now. This is really blown out of proportion. <laughs> I was going to say like a dozen. You know, I was thinking of your husband's reaction to you when you bring me a dozen cookies. <laughs> well, how is he going to feel about you giving me 500? I don't know. 
Yeah. He's going to want those cookies for himself. He would. He would be like, no. (laughs) Well, I mean, hey, he could buy them. And then that would raise a lot of money. You're right. And honestly, that would be something uncomfortable for him to do for the it children of St. Jude. It would be. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, this example has gotten really funny. But it, <laughs> as we started out saying it's not always going to be fun. Right. To help people. And that's okay. We don't always have to be doing fun things. I think that's maybe another toxic belief that we have mm-hmm. is that... Um, we don't have to do anything that we don't want to do. Yeah. I think that maybe that's gotten portrayed by several different things. Maybe people have started believing that, well, that's not serving me, so I'm not going to do it. But that's just simply not always the case. If if our goal is to help people, mm-hmm. sometimes it involves getting our hands dirty. Doing things we don't want to do. And doing things we don't want to do, yeah. You know, I think, can I tell you a story? Yeah. Okay, so, um, you know how I went to India and Nepal? Yes, you back did. Back in 2010 slash 2011. And I was with a team of girls, right? Mm-hmm. So we're in the mountains of Nepal. Okay. And we were teaching school there. And our students would invite us to come out to their house. It was like a big deal. And so we would go to their house and they would always, you know, feed us things. Sometimes we didn't know what it was we were eating. Oh, boy. Okay, so there was one particular time. We go to this house. We're all sitting there, and they bring out a plate of something of these little round. I don't even know what they were, but they were round. (laughs) And we kind of thought, we think they said it was goat of some kind. I don't know. And you don't want to be rude, so you have to eat it. Okay? Now... Anyone who knows me knows, listen, I'll be honest, I'm picky, okay? I'm picky. (laughs) There are certain foods I just do not like, and... Like tomatoes. Well, they're fine if they're cooked, but not raw. Yeah. Yeah. Like peppers, or onions, or olives. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. I digress. So, goat, you had to eat? We think it was goat, goat, yeah. Goat? Okay, so... That poor goat. I'm like, you know what, just get it over with. Just put it in your mouth, chew it, and swallow it. Yeah. Did it. Done. Good job. Right? And one of my team members still has half of hers in her, you know, that she's, she's, she ate half. And she's like, Crystal, would you eat this for me? Oh, man. And I said to her, I said, you know, sometimes in life, we have to do things we don't want to do. (laughs) <laughs> and she said, oh, good, so you'll eat the other half? <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> so when we were talking about doing things we don't want to do, it made me think of that. Because sometimes we do things we really don't want to do. Because did I mention it tasted terrible? Oh, I hated it. It was, like, very bad. Wow. But in that moment, she really caught me. I had just told her we have to do things we don't want to do. She knew it was a thing I didn't want to do. And I was just like, you know, I got to do what I got to do at this point. Help her survive. Yeah. Yeah. We all came back alive, so that was great. Yeah. I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. Everybody was okay. Yeah. It was great. That story 
is really funny, <laughs> but it also like just it does give a really good example of how we are capable of doing hard things, things that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Things that might make you want to throw up. Yeah. So that's when we're talking about setting boundaries. We're not talking about that you're, that it's okay for you to never do something that you don't want to do again for your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. And then moving on from that, what's one of the simplest ways to set a boundary, Crystal? No. Just say no. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> literally. It can yeah. it can be as simple as when you know someone is trying to take advantage of you, say no. Now, I know for me personally, when there's somebody that I'm setting a boundary with, you know, that doesn't mean I always say no every time they ask either. Yeah. Sometimes if they are asking for help with something and it's not crossing my boundary and, you know, maybe their intention is to take advantage of me but it's not going to cause harm to me or my family, I can still do that. Yeah. But if it's something that is crossing a boundary and it could cause harm, you know, mentally or emotionally to me and my family, then the answer is no. Yeah. And do I feel selfish when I say no? A lot of the times, yes. But I have to remind myself, Crystal, you're not being selfish. You're putting... Your children first. You're putting your family first. You're putting yourself first because you have worth and value, and all of those things are important. Yeah. And do you ever deal with feeling like when you say no, you can't just say no? You have to give a whole explanation of why you said no, and you have to like explain yourself and prove to them that it's okay yes. that you said no. Yes, I do. I think it's um, I think we're validating ourselves. Yeah. I think it's our way of validating ourselves and saying, like, this is why I said no, this is okay. Yeah, everything you just said, yes. Yeah, and I feel like for me, I've had to, I've, I've really struggled with that in the past. Like, I feel like I'm always explaining myself to other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, I said no because, well, it's just, you know, uh, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in the end, we don't owe them an explanation. If we need to explain no. it to ourselves, if we need to justify it to ourselves, fine. Mm-hmm. Tell yourself why it's okay that you said no. But you don't owe someone an, ex- an explanation mm-hmm. for why you said no. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's... Seriously, take some of these things that... If you, if you are trying to set boundaries, mm-hmm. take some of these things that we've said that stuck out to you. Whatever it was. Whatever had the most impact to you. Write it down somewhere where you can see it. And... Say it out loud to yourself every day until you believe it. Yeah. Because I know we've said this before, but when you say something out loud, you hear it. And when you write it down, you see it. And that gives you your ways of learning things. Yeah. And repeating things over and over. How many times did you say? I think there's probably several numbers out there. But in general, like people have to hear things three times before it like sticks with them. Yeah, so when you're trying to teach yourself something, keep saying it until you believe it. Yeah, yeah, that's three times to let it stick with you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know how many times it is till you believe it. It probably varies. I just realized I could have asked people to commit to something pretty massive. 
What do you mean? I mean, how many times did I have to tell myself something before I believed it? <laughs> Could have been hundreds. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you do whatever works best for you. That's just a little tip. Yeah. One book um, that I read a long time ago, I actually should reread it again, is the book Boundaries <laughs> by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. I don't know if I can remember that title. It's way too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it's not at all related to what we're talking about. <laughs> Boundaries, which will probably be in the title of our episode somewhere, so... Hopefully not too difficult. Maybe we can even link it to, like, the Amazon listing. Getting fancy. The book. (laughs) All right. Um, Maybe we can put it in our stories on Instagram or something. There we go. Yeah. Yep. We'll see what we can do for y'all. Yeah. And Um, I'm sure there's a lot of really amazing other books out there. Actually, DM us if you guys know of any really great books. I mean, we're always wanting to learn, and we love books. Mm Mm-hmm. We both both, love to read. Yes, we both love books. So if you have any good books on this topic, please send us a message. If you ever have any good books on any topics we talk about, send us a message. We would love to hear. Yeah, we would really love to hear from you guys. Um, Hearing your perspectives and input and your side of the conversation is really important to us. Yeah, because... Our perspectives are never going to be exactly the same as your perspectives. Mm -hmm. You've had different life experiences than us. Yeah. Yeah, there might be things that you see that we don't see. We're also not afraid to admit if we're wrong about something. I mean, we hope that we're right. (laughs) But, I mean, don't we all? But, we, yeah, we definitely are open to hearing other perspectives or even... Yeah, just whatever you guys have to say, whatever's on your minds. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. So I'd love to hear a story of when you set a boundary and what it did for you. Well, one boundary that I have been setting recently is more of one with myself a little bit, and that is doing things for myself. Oh, that's a good one. Making myself take time for myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a mom with four kids, and they keep me pretty busy. We homeschool, um, and just, yeah, we're always on the go. And so doing things that I enjoy doing for no purpose other than, you know, me enjoying them is really difficult for me to make myself do. Yeah. And I have been setting a boundary and making myself take time. I'm not doing it as regularly as I think I probably should, but I'm working on it. And You're taking baby steps. Yes, baby steps. And for me, that looks like after my kids go to bed, pulling out a puzzle. And I go into a room by myself. And I put in my headphones, and sometimes I'm listening to music, sometimes I'm listening to a podcast, whatever. And just doing the puzzle, doing my thing by myself, and doing it for no purpose other than something for me to do. I think that is amazing. 
How would you say that that has affected you? I feel like it helps me de-stress. When I'm feeling having a real a day when I'm really stressed out, if I go that night and I do a puzzle or whatever, I feel like the next day I feel a lot more re-energized and I feel like the next day I feel like I'm carrying less of that weight of whatever was stressing me out. That's really good. So it's been really helping me to kind of let go of some of that stuff. Yeah. And would you say that it kind of helps you realize that you are worth your time? It kind of re-emphasizes that to you? Yes, I would say so. That's definitely something that I had to realize in order to even start doing it. Because I always felt like, oh, I have so many other things that I need to be doing with my time. You know, my husband needs this, my kids need that this person needs this and just like all these different things and all these people in my life who are waiting on me to do things for them. Mm -hmm. And I don't have time to take for myself. I I can't prioritize myself. And I think I've just been learning that sometimes when I put myself first, even though it feels really selfish, it actually benefits everybody else in the long run also. Yeah. I think that is amazing. And I'm so happy you're doing that. Yeah, me too. So what about you, Alma? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, and I'll try not, I mean, I don't want to go into much detail, Mm -hmm. um, but I can tell you just the basics of how I set the boundary. Um, I, I had a person in my life that, and I still have this person in my life, actually, who I'm not like terribly close to, Mm -hmm. but my relationship with them wasn't Like, how do I explain this? It didn't look how I thought it should look. Mm -hmm. And so I was always, like, thinking of ways that I could, like, help them Mm -hmm. or, like, um, you know, what I could do in their life to make them look more like I wanted them to look, Mm -hmm. which is a really interesting thing. Um, And I finally got to the point where I was like... That is not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. They're not going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do one day, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not going to. Mm-hmm. And so I put this boundary of I'm not going to expect this relationship to look the way that I want it to look. Yeah. I'm going to love this person the way that they are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to accept the relationship that I do have with them. Mm-hmm. And it changed our whole relationship, mm-hmm. like completely changed night and day. And I love them. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I feel more loved by them now mm-hmm. than I did before. Well, that's interesting. It's very interesting because I, I've learned to accept the way that they show love. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that do I wish that my relation, do I still wish occasionally that my relationship looked differently? with them yes Mm -hmm. and I think that's one important thing with boundaries that we have to realize is like it's not always it's not always going to be super like we already talked about that it's not going to be fun setting the boundary Mm -hmm. but the outcome isn't always going to be exactly what we want it to be yeah it's not going to be perfect all the time yeah yeah but if we have that boundary for our mental health for my mental health Mm -hmm. that boundary was so important and and for my relationship with that person that 
for that person, it was so important because that boundary changed the way I loved them. Mm-hmm. And it, I love them better now because of that. That's such a great, great example. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of makes me think of one person that we actually both follow on Instagram had a really, has a really difficult relationship with her mother. Mm-hmm. Um and she talks about that she hardly ever sees her. She had to put up a lot of boundaries with her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. she did. Is that outcome fun? Is that outcome wonderful? Mm-hmm. No. No. She's, she's talked about how it saddens her so much because she has kids. And she would love for her kids to know her mom. Yeah. But it's she has said her mom is such a toxic person. That she doesn't feel like it's safe for her kids to be around her. Yeah. And so that outcome isn't a fun outcome. It's mm-hmm. not a it's not a great outcome. It's not like she set that boundary and all of a sudden everything was fixed and her mm-hmm. mom like complied to her boundaries and everything was all better. No. Sometimes mm-hmm. people don't comply with our boundaries. Mm-hmm. And if they don't choose to respect our boundaries, the outcome is that we don't see them very much. Mm-hmm. Or the outcome is that our relationship with them looks totally different than we would like it yeah. to look. That's extremely sad and difficult. Yeah, it is. But it doesn't make the boundary setting any less important. Yeah, that's so true. I would say don't rate the effectiveness of your boundary on whether or not the situation looks like what you think it should look like or what you want it to look like or what feels good. Yes. You need a thousand to, times, yes. Yeah, you need to, like, rate the effectiveness on your boundary on what it does for your mental and emotional health. Yes. That is the primary goal of boundaries mm-hmm. is for your mental and emotional well-being and the mental and emotional well-being of your family. Mm-hmm. Those are the things you're prioritizing. Yeah, absolutely. So on a lighter note, Crystal, we've talked before about several fears you may have. So do you have a strong boundary when it comes to, say, things like skydiving? Yes. So if I asked you to go skydiving with me? That would be a no. Well, that's okay. I understand. Did you hear about the guy the one time who... um, Went skydiving. He did it. He was terrified of it, but he did it anyways, and he puked. Nope. Yeah, it's all over town. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least he's alive. (laughs) Yeah. Call that a win after skydiving? It is. It's very much a win. You've gone skydiving. I have. I did not puke. And you're still alive. And I want to go again. I feel, like, I feel like that crosses my boundary, Alma. I don't think I want you to go skydiving. <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast by myself. <laughs> I lived once. I shall live again. <laughs> I feel like a second time is really risking it. Well, you should can it, come watch me. That thought makes me want to puke. <laughs> you should see your face again, guys. <laughs> Poor Crystal. No. Um, just don't tell me when you go. Oh. Like just, just tell show me you after. pictures afterwards. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. can do that. You're still gonna tell me when you go, aren't you? <laughs> no, why would I do that? I don't know. If you expressly because, ask me, because not you're to gonna tell be you. so excited 
that you're going to go skydiving and you're going to be like, Crystal, guess what? I'm going skydiving. I'll try not to. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. I can live with a try. There's no guarantees. No guarantees in this life. Yeah. But yeah, it is as easy as that. Crystal, do you want to go skydiving? No. No. Boundary. Firm, resounding. No. (laughs) Boundary. Yeah. If I'm in a plane, all the doors need to be closed and no one better be planning on jumping out. Yeah. I like flying in planes, just not jumping out of them. How long was your flight over to India and Nepal? Like eight hours, nine hours. Really? That's Something not like bad. that. It's it's hard to remember because of the time change and everything. Oh, true. And when I when we traveled, we spent like the one time we had like a really long layover. I want to say like seven hours in one airport. Wow. So we literally traveled for days. Time, the sense of time is kind of warped. So yeah, longer than eight hours, but technically your time in the air. You're saying. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you can't fly straight from here to India. I would not imagine so. Nope. From little old Ohio. Mm-hmm. You had to go to Europe first. Yeah. Because the world isn't flat. <laughs> well, now you've done and said a very uh, controversial thing. And being inflammatory. <laughs> so anyways, kind of in conclusion, to wrap this episode up before it gets too horribly long, if you're wanting to start setting boundaries... You should value yourself, set boundaries in yourself, and recognize where boundaries need to be placed. Place those boundaries, stick to them, and like start with the little ones. Start with those small boundaries within yourself and work your way up to bigger ones. And then move on to boundaries that are not within yourself and, you know, with other people. But again, start small and work your way up. Yes, I completely agree. Don't try to catch the big fish. Yes. With a little hook. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you so much for being here. And if you guys don't already follow us over on Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at The Friendship Bread. And if you like this episode, share it with your friends. That would help us out a lot. And you can leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation about boundaries, and we hope you'll be back next week for another episode of the Friendship Bread Podcast. Bye.